I mean, I wear Gooder, and then in the past, I don't know, Oakley and stuff, but... They better have rebranded their running sunglasses, because in the past, it's like, yeah, the running... You know, they have that, yeah. like, yeah, like, yeah, like, hardcore. Uh-huh. I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I do. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Currently sipping on some red wine right now. It's a Spanish blend. Editing this, putting the finishing touches on it. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel like you're running with your friend, your trail friend, your whatever. I'm talking to my best friend and best running friend, Kim Fatone. We're talking all things trail running. We get off on a couple tangents because that's just what friends do, slash people with ADD, I suppose. We talk trails. We talk ultras. We talk fueling on the trails. We talk alcohol on the trails. We talk running and music, how to still work out with an injury, how we hate olives, (laughs) pooping, all the interesting stuff. Side note, if you could subscribe and give this podcast five stars wherever you're listening to it, that would be legit. I'm just going to start the podcast right now. Let's start off with what we're drinking today. Okay, I'm going to open this beer. So I have the, since, you know, we got to say what we're drinking. I mean, I can open, I can, I can have some. Can you? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I know you're all excited and you have, you want a beer. Oh my God. I just poured it all over my computer. Oh no. So why weren't you going to drink a beer going into this uh, conversation? (laughs) Admit it. (laughs) Because I was out with the girls last night. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it is 2.40 on a Thursday. So judge us if you want, but we're recording for the podcast. So is it good? Okay. So it's very good background. You don't have to lie. I was at, <laughs> I was at the high low liquor store downtown Long Beach and I got well Sam had this hazy IPA the other day. It's a Zodiac series, the Aries. Do you know any good Aries people? Yeah. You do? Who? Um oh no, I was thinking Leo. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's right. Aries is crazy. This is Chapman crafted beer, Orange, California. Chapman crafted beer? Have you heard of that Chapman. brewery? Nope. Me neither. Yeah, it's good though. From mm. Old Town Orange. Mm. Oh, Old Town Orange. What are you drinking? This is a Pilsner. So, where are my glasses? Okay. I thought you were going <laughs> to. This is. Do you really read the newspaper with a. Yes, it's a magnifying glass. That is so old school. It's so old school. Do your glasses not work well enough well, for the newspaper? They just. That works better. It work. It, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> It's so weird. <laughs> okay, what are you uh, drinking? Trendler Pilsner. Where's it from? Huh? <laughs> Picks up the magnifying. I have to take a photo of this. <laughs> Brewing can by Tired Hands Brewing Company in Pennsylvania. So if you want to see that, go to the Fuel Pod on Instagram and you'll see Kim trying to figure out where the beer is from. That's pretty Let me see funny. that picture. I it's actually like a good. lighter beer and I was trying to look for a more full body lager, but they only have IPAs and that was, that was their only Pilsner. No, it definitely has a little bite to it. It's a five percenter, so it's, you know, it's not super high, but I can tell it's definitely many steps above, uh, you know. Like a Bud Light? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, the front literally has a hop with a crown on it. Yes, it does. So I should have maybe looked at the label a little bit more, (laughs) but whatever. The other Pilsner was super hoppy. I don't want to risk no, it all. No, it's good. It's a good balance. It definitely has some hop in it. And so there's definitely something to it. And it's not like a watered down. It's good. This one has notes of pineapple. Notes of ripe pineapple outgoing, it says. It's almost a little too fruity. fruit forward. Yeah. yeah. But it's actually the first beer I've had in probably two weeks. Oh. So I'm very excited wow. about it. 
Hopefully my acid reflux won't flare up after this, but fingers crossed. Hopefully. Mm. Okay, so you have no idea what we're talking about today. No, none. When I was putting together kind of just what I wanted to talk to you about, I realized there's one obvious thing we have to talk about. What? Do you have an idea? Of what Pooping on the trails? <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of. Trail running. Yes. You're like the trail girl, so I figured this would be a perfect trail running episode. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so trail running 101. We'll go over some just what we think about these topics, and then we'll play a game of scale of 1 to 10. So I actually don't even think I know the answer to this question, but how did you get into trail running? Well, I got into trail running because oh, I, I, I started getting injured on the road. And so when I would go to the wetlands or, you know, do any kind of running on trails initially, it was like, oh, this feels so much better and I can run longer and mm. I can do more and feel good and I'm, I'm not getting injured. So what year was that? Was that like a couple years ago? Was that before? That was before Chicago, obviously. Oh yeah, it's been five years. For five years, I'd say. No, yeah, that sounds right. That's crazy. It just—it feels like we just got into trail running, even though it's been years. I know. Because I kind of got into it because you were doing more of it, and our running club in Long Beach, A Rec, shout out, they have a trail running kind of like section of the club yeah. where on Saturdays you can go out. And yeah. do trails. And so we kind of started doing that together. I mean, we were doing that regularly years ago. Like that was even before we got super yeah, into trails. Even before we got super into trails. And this we is ran... like when we're wearing our normal running shoes on the trails. We're yeah. Our <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and kind of like sliding downhill, trying to grab a rock. Is that why I supermanned off of the switchbacks we were doing? And I literally was going super fast and didn't know my speed at that time. Oh, yeah. And just completely supermanned off of the whole trail, you know, single track. I don't think I was there. Into a bush. That luckily the bush was there. And luckily it wasn't like a, like a prickly, like a prickly crazy bush. Oh my God. I think I remember that story. Was that the same day that you saw like a mountain lion? No, that was a different day. Oh, okay. A lot of wildlife we'll get into. <laughs> oh yeah. And that one didn't injure you. No, I was good. I just, nope. I got a couple little scrapes on my hands and arms, but I was good. Yeah. Like, everyone was like, oh my God. It like lo looks super epic, yeah, but it, it was like, okay. very epic. Those are the best falls when it's super intense and everyone's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? You're like, yeah, I'm fine. You're like, I and hope then, I you am. know, you're with all these people you don't really know and you've joined the group and they're all running and you're not wanting to be the lame, hurt person. Oh my god, like, I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> good. Especially when you're doing an out and back or you're just 10 miles in and you're maybe nowhere close to the car. Right. That's scary. Yeah. What? And okay, so you got into trail running because, you know, you're getting injured a lot on the roads. And then it was kind of cool to see when you transition to trails, you were less prone to getting injured. But totally. on the trails, there are more risks for injury if you're not safe about yes. it. Right? Yes. I don't think, have I ever gotten a bad fall from a trail? Why have I fallen more on the road than <laughs> like on a trail? That doesn't make any sense. Maybe because I have the right shoes, you know? I don't know. I have fallen on the trails a few times. Yeah. I've seen a few. Several. <laughs> I had my big fall at Mount Baldy. So that was the time I severely bruised the bone in my knee. 
And at Mount Baldy, it actually wasn't even on the trail. It was as you were walking back to the parking lot, right? It was finishing up. It was by the notch. It was just finishing up the trail part we were on and just coming in on flat. It wasn't even anything. And I just hit a rock and I just went down so hard. I never saw it. And I just, boom. Do you think that was the start of osteoarthritis? Yeah. Because... And are you willing to share your age? Yes. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I was watching this thing the other day and it's so old school for women to be like, I don't, I don't tell my age. I, I don't share my age. In 2021, everyone is like, I'm this age and I can I'm do this. And it's and badass, <laughs> right? Right. It's cooler to be older and be doing what you're, I mean, you're not even, age is such but, a, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways, how old are you? I am older. I mean, I'm 54. Mm-hmm. And Kim's <laughs> like my best friend. So when I refer to my running friend, 90% of the time, I'm probably talking about Kim. <laughs> I mean, after I severely bruised the bone in my knee and my orthopedic doctor said, oh, you'll be fine, but you have some osteoarthritis or, you know, whatever the term was, that he thought it would be pretty much back to normal. I never have had knee issues. So that wasn't a thing that I you know, got injured with my knees were, were yeah. good. But after that fall, it's never been the same. <sighs> it's so frustrating when one fall that just hits right on the spot that like gives you flare ups and whatever for longer periods of time. Oh, the burps are coming. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what have you been doing then to make it so you can still run right now? You're really bad though. You run on injuries all the time and I get mad at you. I know, but I've taken off. I've been off pretty much running for a good month, month and a half. I really haven't been running much I've, at all. Really? Yeah. Like so what are you doing week, right now when you went out? You literally were okay, out Okay, I went today, but that was the only run I went on this week. And we did like a run walk at the wetlands. Okay, so you've been decreasing your mileage, run walking versus just running on the trails. Yeah. A lot and mostly trail running, barely any road. Right. Barely any. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't ran on the roads in months. And I've been hiking. I've done some hikes lately. So true. And that kind of yeah. takes the only downside to hiking without running on the trails is that it takes a lot longer. Yes. Yeah. But it's still fun. It's totally fun. I mean, I'm supposed to start marathon training May 15th. Oh, is when Arex starts starts for Chicago. Yeah. Eric is training for Chicago. I mean, they're training for, for the fall Long Beach, Long Beach race. Yeah, and then you just jump in and do whatever you're doing. If you're not doing Long Beach, you can train for whatever you're doing with them. I forgot. Okay. So Chicago. <laughs> wow. Throwback. So two years ago, I ran Ch- two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago, I ran Chicago and I went with Kim. Kim Kate, we'd had like a, you know, vacation thing. Kim was supposed to run. She got injured. And Oh, that sucked. I would have loved to run that with you. I was I actually injured running it too. So we were just like two injured people in Chicago hanging out and drinking beer. It was super fun. <laughs> it was super, yeah, I would do it again. But yeah, and then the next year COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So the race got postponed. And so you're able to defer it because you're injured. You deferred it. Race got postponed, COVID. And now the race this year is going on and all the majors are all in a row. It's so crazy. Yeah, Everyone knows what I'm talking October, about. October, November. Yeah, I still don't really fully understand that. Not like I'm running any of them this year, so it doesn't really apply to me, but I feel sorry for those who wanted to space them out and really run them all yeah. well, you know, super trained. But yeah, so now that all the vaccines or everyone's able to get vaccinated 
in most places at least. I mean, yeah. in Long Beach where I live, any resident is able to – Sam got his first shot today. Okay. He was sleeping though when I left. Oh. It hit him hard. He got the Pfizer. He got Pfizer. Okay. Yeah. And we, I think I just read in Orange County it's opened up too. I mean, it's cool to see so many people getting it. Yeah. But now it, I at first thought that Chicago was so out of reach for this year. Okay, I get that they're pushing it out. I mean, well, I guess it's always in October, but they're pushing out the world majors to all be like around that time mm -hmm. because that's probably when everyone is going to be vaccinated. But at first, 2020, I was like, mm, doesn't seem realistic. I wonder what it's going to look like, you know, like what changes yeah. they're going to implement or if, you know. Did you see know. the corrals when I did it? Yeah. Pre-race, like when everyone's lined up in the corrals. You know what? I actually didn't for Chicago. I was thinking of LA. Was only Sam um, there? I think so. You, it was so yeah, crowded. I did Chicago. The planning is just so intense because there's so many thousands and th like what? Fifth, over 50,000 people mm -hmm. that run it. Maybe 40. I don't know. Somebody it's got that number. It's a big one. It's, a, it's one of the biggest. Yeah. And it was kind of confusing, but you know, you meet so many people from all over the world. I hung out with three people from different countries and we're all just kind of like walking together and they're like, where are you from? I'm like, the United States. <laughs> like you don't actually say the, you know, the state you're from, right. you say the country. It, it was pretty wild, but I eventually found, oh, did I ever tell you this? This is such an ADD podcast so far, but when I was... <laughs> When I was walking to my corral, I was wearing a Chico State sweatshirt that I was oh, going to yeah. toss. The was, one that I said, don't, don't toss. ever toss that sweatshirt. But it was, I know, and I kind of miss it, but Wait, it was so battered. Wait, did you toss battered. it there? Yeah. <gasps> I know. Oh, but Michelle. it's it's donated. It's oh. getting donated. Kim, don't make oh, me feel bad. That's uh, your Chico State sweatshirt. I don't want to be a like in middle school. I know. <laughs> but when I was about to toss it, I saw someone wearing a very similar Chico State sweatshirt and they were in charge of, you know, coordination and stuff. And I was like, hey, Chico. And he looked at me, he goes, hey, Chico. <laughs> and they had gone to the rival high school and they were around the oh, same wow. age as me. And we're talking back and forth. And we're like, that's fucking weird. That's cool. That's right? super weird. <laughs> Small world. I'm like, all my friends that I'm around right now are from different countries and you're from my same hometown. Wow. Same age. And I want your sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I do miss it. It was it was tattered and falling apart, but Oh, I'm so sad. I live right in a now. one bedroom apartment, Kim. I don't have room for I, a, I don't even have storage. I believe me, I've moved you a few times. You have moved me. <laughs> I don't know what I would would have done for Kim without Kim. It was fun. Was it though? Yeah, it's kind of. You had your younger son help and I was like, "Thanks, Cole. I'd buy yeah. you a pack of beer, but you're only like 19." <laughs> oh, Minor details. Minor details. <laughs> so, okay, what were we talking about? So, Chicago. 50,000 people. Oh, yeah. So, there's so many people. I Now it seems within reach of actually being able to do it, right? I mean, I think it's a go. Yeah, I think they're planning on... But, like, happening. how are they going to... I, I don't get it. I guess we'll just wait and see how they stack it up. But yeah. that will be interesting because for your training for Chicago, do you think you're mostly going to train on trails? You know, I'm going to vary it. I'm going to road and trails, but definitely more, probably this time, more on trails than I've ever done like 50%? for a road marathon. Totally. Um, probably 50%. And that was something I talked about in my last podcast is, you know, when you're training for a road race, can you run on trails? Mm -hmm. And in this case, I don't think you're trying to PR in Chicago. No, you know, since you're kind of like coming in and out of injury, 
you know, maybe one day it will be the time to go for a PR again. Like you've done sub fours, you've totally hit goals that you wanted to hit and that's Mm -hmm. awesome. But Chicago now is more just for the experience. Totally. And so I think, you know, having at least 50% of your training on trails is going to be good for you. Yeah. And it's such a, well, pros and cons of this. It's such a flat course that it's it's an easy run. But I remember I had my tendonitis going into it. Mm. I think I would have preferred some downhills because the flat made it so, it was kind of tedious. Tedious, I was just going to say. You know, you didn't get really, I didn't get momentum. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that was better for my injury because I was able to heal it after that race by really decreasing my mileage and not running that much. But I really wanted some momentum at the time. Yeah. And I was, I never liked hills. (laughs) <laughs> I think trails changed me. I know. I used to be like, trails. I want a flat course. Now I'm like, I want like rolling hills, net downhill. Hills, yeah. <laughs> we need downhill. <laughs> net downhill always. We also did a, what are, what's that race called? Which one? <laughs> the downhill. I want to say Ragnar, but it's a. You mean the Ragnar that we did? No, not Ragnar. But you did do a really long downhill. Because that was like a Mount Charleston. That was a lot of downhill. Well, you got first. Yeah, we did. Well, one, we did Ragnar together. That was so fun. So fun. You had the first leg of the race. Yes, I did. And it was starting at Mount Charleston. Yeah. At the um, ski resort. Yeah. And you, I think you ran like a mile in the fives. Uh, You're like no, such low six. I'm like, who it was am like, I? What it was is like this? Lo- it was like a six ten. I was like, what the hell? You were in elevation though. It was pretty yeah, high. Yeah. And then I think I actually took it either from you or from, no, I think I was a third leg. And that's when I started going from. Is that when you did the 11 miler? For- I did the 11 miler, <laughs> which was my first leg. And it was after you go down the hill from Mount Charleston and you had to, you basically went from snow to the hot mm-hmm. desert. And I was wearing a long sleeve shirt, long bottoms. And all of a sudden it got so dry. I'm like getting like dry mouth thinking of this right now. Like I have to sip <laughs> on my water and there's no aid stations and everyone was like passing out. This is like a this battle. and gnarly. No, I remember we were like, okay, the young one. We got the young one in our van. She's doing the 11 miler. <laughs> At that time I was gluttonous for the miles. And then you got a special medal for that, I did. right? It, it was like way too big. Oh my God. After you got that, I was so gel. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm talking about the downhill race series. The downhill on the trails? Oh, Rebel. the Revel. Yes. I don't know why we forgot Rebel. that. Revel. Okay. We did a Revel Big together. <sighs> we were both struggling in that race. Let's oh paint gosh. a picture. I mean, that morning, I think everything was fine the day before. Were you okay? Yeah. Perfect. Ate dinner. Totally fine. I think I had a glass of wine, which I usually do the day before marathons to just kind of like chill at dinner, you know? Right. Usually the night before, if everything goes well, I know that something is going to happen the next day. So Revel is known for their downhill races. So all of their races are downhill, like a net downhill. And not only net downhill, but really you're going down a mountain. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And this one started in Big Bear, California. So it was, again, ski resort status. There's some snow patches on the ground and they handed out gloves. In November. In November, they handed out gloves at the top. Knitted gloves. Mm -hmm. Not great for running, but also I'm glad they gave them to me because my fingers were about to... Icicles. They're going to fall off. Yeah. But before... Basically, you start at the top of the hill and you go all the way down. It was probably... They shuttle you up. It they takes shuttle like you up. It takes like 45 minutes or an and hour you, you or You really just like get in the zone. But right before the shuttle, remember we were in oh line and I was like, Kim, <laughs> something's not right. 
And you're like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. You know when you get that feeling that you're about to throw up? Yeah. You, everyone knows it. All of a sudden, it. you just ducked it's into just the like bushes. It's just like a rush. I was like, I'll be right back. I went to the bushes and I just threw up everywhere. Like, why? Why? Do we know why? I know. I don't think we know why. So frustrating. So the entire car ride up the hill, closing my eyes like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't puke again. We're going up this windy hill to the top. The bus ride. And I fell asleep. So I was asleep for like 45 minutes before the race. And I was like yeah, pumped out. It was a weird vibe in the um, shuttle too. Usually in the shuttle, everyone's getting pumped up. There's usually someone that's super into it, like right. stoked. But this time, it, there was a weird vibe. Like something was off. Yeah. And I fell off. You were sleeping. And usually I strike up or try to strike up a conversation with some people, but it just, no one was wanting to talk. So it was just bad vibes. And then we get to the top of the hill. We pee. And then you're like, I have to pee again. Oh yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'll come. And then all of a sudden you lost your glove. We were in the corral and I lost my sunglasses. They fell off of my visor. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, my sunglasses. And I thought, oh. And I was like, Kim, it's not worth it. Yeah, they're gone, whatever. <laughs> and then I go, well, I'm just going to run back to the porta potties and see if I, if I see them. And they were right there. So, you know, I saw them right away and I grabbed them. And then I think. All the of a sudden, had, you heard the gun. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it takes a while. So you left, you know, which you should have. And I just jumped in wherever, you know. The corral was at that moment and went. Stressful start, though. Yeah. Very stressful start. In the beginning of the race, the first six or seven miles are not downhill. Right. It's a little bit of a hilly struggle. And you're in elevation. And we're obviously on sea level in Long Beach, California. So we're not really used to that. Yeah. And you're up at, it was like 7,000 feet or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm, did not research this very well. But in our defense, I think I did, and it didn't look like anything crazy. But yeah, when you get it's up so there deceiving. In the elevation, and even the little bitty hills. It's like a little, you're climbing a foot, you're like, oh, that I need oh, to walk. I can feel that. <laughs> I remember I had a, I was so, what's the word, when you're just so mad and you just, you, you feel like you need to give up discouraged (laughs) it's not that cool of a word I was so discouraged because my third mile was in the nines and like my PR pace is like a sub eight and so I was like oh god this is just gonna be the worst race ever I'm so mad and then once we hit the downhill something I I was on my period and I had really bad cramps oh that's probably why I threw up yeah maybe that's it right maybe TMI but I, I had like a lot of stuff going on with my body. I'm just remembering yeah, that. I, and so, I, yeah, that's right. And I think I had a yeast infection. I was just off, <laughs> just like <laughs> uncomfortable. I should, like, I, all I wanted to do was be in bed. And I was just so upset with everything going on that something sparked in my brain and I started running so fast. Yeah, you were, you took off. But it was also net downhill. I didn't PR or anything. I think I was in the 340s, maybe mm-hmm. at the end. But, you were right behind me for the majority well, of it. Well, at, at the halfway mark, I saw you at the aid station. I don't know. How'd I look? Not that far away. <laughs> you looked great. You know, no, you were enough where I could see you were there, but quarter of a mile back, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. You were going fast. So, but so, and I still had a lot of momentum 
But, you know, the the last part of that race just ends up flat. Mm-hmm. So the last, like, four miles at least I hate that. are flat. And so, again, so I hard. didn't properly prepare you know use <laughs> mentally prepare no the gels and oh, you know all yeah. the electrolytes and you stuff. didn't I fuel wasn't properly for property. that no so at the end i remember bonking hitting the flat and completely losing all of my <laughs> energy and everything i was like do you hate that done and that's why it's so important to fuel for a marathon because You might be feeling good and you've done training runs like up to 20 or maybe more, maybe less, whatever. But to hit that 26, you have to be fueling through every hour. And you have to make yourself, like you have to try to get something that works for you and get that gel in every, you know, whatever, however many miles you decide you're going to take it. And now I do tailwind. So if I can, you know, be sipping on that the whole time. Shout out. It's worked for me better than anything. It's been a game changer for me, but I was so dumb on that race. Like I brought a little handheld with water and I- With water? Didn't even yeah, put anything in I it. didn't even put Tailwind in it. And like, it's like, there's enough water, in my opinion, it, at the, the aid course. stations. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, with Tailwind, I still struggle with this. And I was talking about it again in my last podcast. But how would you have fueled with Tailwind throughout the race? Right. So I would have needed to... Would you um, just make it really condensed? And then when you're at the aid station, take a sip of like super thick Tailwind and then wash it down with water? I mean, that's probably the best way to do it to get the biggest bang for your buck maybe unless you have five people on the course handing right, you tailwind or right. you're an elite <laughs> with I mean, like unless the- i wore my <laughs> pack you know and i just had my two water things that i carry in my pack full of tailwind and i was just sipping on them the whole time but but that's kinda, such a trail thing you're, yeah, not, you're probably not gonna wear your pack in, on a road race road, i know people do that but i don't think I would. Yeah. A lot of people do do that. I mean, if you're faster, if you're elite status, you're not going to do that. Right. But some people who are still pretty fast figured out it. If you train with it, you could probably wear a hydration pack during a marathon. But if you don't train with it, obviously don't do that. Yeah. Slash every hydration pack chafes me, except for Nathan. Yeah. So. Well, I wear Ultimate Direction and it's You're hella trendy. You've Kim follows all these Instagram influencers, <laughs> trail influencers, and she's like, you don't have that, Michelle? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> You're always like, you don't follow them? I'm like, what the hell, Kim? I don't know. <laughs> well, I have to stay current, hip, and, uh, you know. Trendy AF. Uh, right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so fueling on the trails then. It's funny because I remember when we first got into trail running, I realized, oh, wow, I can eat more protein and fat than I could ever do on the road. Totally. And I mean, one of the key things in trail running is you eat, eat, eat a lot. You need to be just kind of snacking Constantly the snacking. whole time. Yeah. Which is so fun. If you like to eat, yeah. become a trail runner, for sure. Eating and running is such a weird concept for people who don't run. But when you're especially a trail runner, it's second nature. You basically convince your stomach to be a tank. Let's talk about the most popular snacks. Pretzels. Any kind of trail mix. Any kind of trail mix. Nuts with, because you know, dried fruit. Do you think people just bring trail mix because it's called trail mix? Probably. Yeah, dried fruit for sure. Dried apricots or cherries or, Ooh. I mean, a lot of girls that I run with bring the olives. Oh, yeah. For um, some like sodium. And yeah. I just could never. I'm not an olive girl, but. Olives? Olives. Is, <laughs> what's a dried olive? 
Well, they Is just... that a raisin? No. <laughs> did, did we just come up with a business idea? <laughs> all of well, the Well, I mean, remember, in all our years of running, we were always... We were like, this is an invention. We need to invent this. We would come up with so many There's things. There's so many things. I mean, we would have been billionaires by now if we had the capital to start them all. <laughs> I remember I was going to start a bow business. Do you remember that? No. What? A I, what? A bow business. No, what I was don't. I going to call it? Bow bands. Bow bands. I thought it'd be really cute. You know those like running headbands? Uh-huh. If, like to put a bow on it. Oh, cute. <laughs> I was so into it. I remember my ex-boyfriend's grandma gave me her sewing machine. <laughs> that should have been your first... <laughs> your first clue about the bow thing. <laughs> I made one headband and I think I cut my finger and I just gave up. Okay, so back to trail mix. Oh, yeah. So I always thought it was crazy because on the roads, I could never eat a power bar or like a bar because too much protein. You can bring the bars, you know. You can bring a bar. A lot of trail runners drink alcohol on the trails. It's hilarious. You wouldn't think alcohol and running goes together until you go on the trails and do like a 20 miler or something. Everyone's like, take a fireball shot. I was just going to say fireball at the peaks. Yeah, fireball (laughs) is a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. I think we would bring a beer. Maybe we should bring a beer this weekend. Yeah, we should. That's for us to plan later. <laughs> We're doing Mount Wilson? Yes. Mount Wilson in LA this Saturday. We're going to just hike it. Should be fun. Angeles National Forest. Angeles National Forest. So it's like 12, 13 miles round trip? 14, 15. Yeah, somewhere you, in there. <laughs> every time I ask, I feel like you build the distance. <laughs> no, it's I don't really it's care. 12 to 15, I believe. Okay, depending on what. I depending don't know. if you get lost or not. <laughs> <Maybe>. like, <laughs> what was your best trail race? Do you remember it? Um, I remember yours. What was mine? You passed me. Wh- you passed me like two thirds of the way through. Uh, it was part one? of that triad. A yeah. word I've never used. I'm very happy that I just said <laughs> it was part of like that series. And I remember I was just, I wasn't feeling it. I remember the first in the series, I had a great trail race. I picked it up. I went fast. I really kicked it in the end. And it was, I think it was in Malibu somewhere. And it was awesome. But you in the next race ended up passing me and I tried to stay with you. You kind of like were like staying back a little bit with me, even though we don't do that. Like when we do our races, we do our own race, but you're kind of doing that. And I was like, Kim, just go. And you took off fast. And I was like, okay, I can't do that right now. And then at the end of the race, I got lost and I ended up finishing with a mile less than the race course was. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I was like, where did I miss a mile? There's no other place to do a mile. And I was really upset that I missed a mile, but I was also happy to be done. I felt like a failure and a cheater. (laughs) (laughs) I don't deserve this medal. It was called the SoCal Ultra Running Trail Race Series. So that was like the Phantom Trail Race. Phantom, that's what I meant. Yeah, and it was in Agora Hills. And we went to a brewery afterwards. Yes. Which comes along with running. That's why we're drinking a beer. And then remember we did the one where the foliage was so mm. high it was that was that one ten feet tall and that was we the were Gore like Hills literally foliage. taking our foliage hand, <laughs> foliage foliage taking our hands and like mustard plants mustard plants that's what it was yeah it was and ten feet high and you had to maneuver through it and I had a splinter in my hand 
And I went to the ER thinking, or not the ER, I went to an urgent care thinking that I was going to get an infected hand. And oh, our faces yeah. were yellow after the race no, because we literally. had so much mustard on our face. That was crazy. We ran through mustard plants. If you were feeling it, you had to kind of slow down to like a, a shuffle, slow run, fast walk because it was so thick. You had to use your hands to actually see the trail. Yeah. And it was kind of technical. Yeah, it kind of was. Technical meaning a lot of rocks, a lot of not a smooth trail. So that was um, that was April of nineteen. So that was two years ago. Those were fun. That that trail series was fun. It is. Let's do it again. Yeah. Twenty twenty two, perhaps. Twenty twenty two. What's your favorite trail race distance to run? You know, I like the. I'd say like the around the fifteen mile mark. That is a fun distance. Yeah. What, what is it, that? Like a 20... Is that like um, a 30K or five, something? 25K? Something like that. So 50K is what? Like 31? Yeah. 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 About that. Yeah. I think it was a, a 25K that we did. Yeah. That was really fun. You've also done a 50K. Yeah. Talking to an ultra runner. I've done one. Pretty legit. It's so funny because it's like we probably could have done multiple 50Ks yeah. if we just signed up for them and did them. Yeah. Maybe we should just to say that we have... Done multiple ultras. It's such a prestigious title. It kind it of really pisses is. me off. Everyone's like, "Oh, you haven't done a 50k?" No, no one's actually said that. But <laughs> it's just I talk about ultras like I've done them. Uh-huh. I feel like a poser. A poser. But I also feel like I am an ultra runner, and I don't know why I've never done one. Yeah. Whatever. I just need to do a couple 50ks and be like, "Yeah, I do ultras." But I would you ever do a 50k? You or sorry, really need to do a 50k. Here's my problem. I did too many marathons in a row. Yeah. At a young age. Once I hit 10, I I did, I think I've done 11, whatever. I was doing like three a year and I just burned out because I wasn't able to train for anything else. Yeah. And it's so important to drop back to a half or a 10K or 5K and just race it and become faster. But anyways, I regret my training. So if you train with me, I know <laughs> where like <laughs> you should be do- getting faster or whatever. That's my reasoning why I feel like imposter. There's a feeling of, and I've only done one. I mean, I've only done one 50K. I mean, you could have done multiple. But there's but. a feeling of super accomplishment. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know why. That felt really accomplished. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> like and I remember, yeah. I think I called you right after. I'm like, oh my God, I just did it. <laughs> I was so excited for you. Would you ever do a 50 miler? I mean, I would love to, but I just don't know if my my knee and my injuries can sustain the miles I would love to yeah no I get that it's that's hard I mean once you kind of dabble in the ultra world even with like a 50k I think it kind of sparks your interest yeah. you're following all these influencers and people who do all these crazy races like, it makes oh you my interested God, I want to do that <laughs> yeah one day I think when I kind of like get my health issues under control and just I feel a little bit more that's it. That's it. I don't care about anything else. Like once I feel better with my health, I think I would do a 50 miler with you if you wanted to. Yeah. I mean, Catalina is the one that we were talking that's a, about doing. That's the one that we would do. <laughs> that's actually Catalina Marathon was the one that Kim and I, when the pandemic hit and everything started closing down, it was literally the day before our race. The half. Oh, no, we were doing a full marathon. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we were. That's right. All trained to do a full trail marathon with you. Oh, yeah. I was packing right. and everything. And then the day before, we we're going to go on a boat to go to Catalina Island to do our trail marathon. 
it got canceled. They literally told us. The day before. The day before. And it was so upsetting because, and I'm sure, I mean, I can't even imagine what the race directors went through, but we were ready. I was packed. I I was ready to go. Yeah. And it was going to be my favorite number marathon, my 12th marathon. Oh, yeah. So sad. I know. That would have been a fun trip. But also, we were thinking about, you know, the the boat ride there. They're like, don't go in, you know, cruise ships are the most dangerous thing to be on. I'm like, so you have to go on a boat with like hundreds of people? I know. Yeah, you do. It was kind of scary. But yeah, that was, it was really upsetting. And then whatever. So TBD. Yeah. Okay, let's play scale of one to 10. Okay. So I'm going to say something. You're going to say where you fall on a scale of one to 10. One being, eh, no, could go without. And 10 being... Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. Abs- yeah. Yes. 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 Thousand percent. And I'll play too. Okay. Okay. Running with music. Okay. So you know my running with music story mm-hmm. is when my mom passed away five years ago, I stopped listening to music. I had this very spiritual awakening. I went out into the world and saw and experienced things I had never seen and experienced in my grief and in my out-of-body experience with that. And so I realized that without the music, I was noticing and hearing and seeing things that I never noticed, saw, and heard with my music. Yeah. So I stopped listening, and for five years, I have not listened to music when I run. Do you think you'll ever run with music again? I think I will, but I don't know. There's something natural and pure and really great about not having the music. I think music is really good if you have a speed workout Yeah. on you know the calendar Hype or whatever. You up and yeah, get you going, yeah. especially for those segments where you're going fast. But... I love that you're able to connect with the world on a deeper level without music. Yeah. And that kind of just makes running more meaningful. I don't know. It has for me. It's just been a transformational thing. It's just been a thing that I've just stayed with. No, I love that. So for me, I'm in a podcast mood right now. When I run, I'm usually catching up on my podcast because I've added a few. And hopefully you guys are listening to this one on a run right now. But I usually listen to podcasts. And then if I'm going fast, whenever I'm doing a speed workout, I'll turn on music. But I'm not usually listening to music unless I'm going fast. Right. Back in the day, at least once a week, I would just run no music. Mm -hmm. Because it's running is such a time to just sit back, reflect, and also think. Like I come up with my best ideas for, you know, content and just life and business. you're just in your own head and running and thinking and yeah. Yeah. It just comes to you. And it's, if you're like dealing with something or working through an issue, I swear running kind of will help you find it or, you know, at least if you're a runner and you're used to it. So what's your number? Oh, well, I mean, I guess it'd be zero because I don't but I would give you a one because you said maybe in the future. Okay, a one. <laughs> I'm a seven because I think it's great, especially if you need that motivation. Okay, running in a hat. So I wear a visor. <laughs> but so, how about a hat? I know. I love hats and I have a bunch. I have a bunch of trucker hats and I tend to wear my hat on the trails. I don't do. wear a hat when I road run usually. So I usually wear a hat when I trail run. There's no room for the ponytail. I know. I'm sorry, hats, but the little thing 
that you have for the ponytail uh-huh. to come out. Uh-huh. That's no one wears a ponytail there. Actually, I <laughs> exactly. It's like now you're bringing it way down. It's like I have to, to like fit push it through. It. And it's <laughs> weird. It's uncomfortable. Saying that, I'm starting to wear my ponytail there, but it's kind of trendy. Okay. But this is like a 2021 thing. Hats have been around since the 1800s. (laughs) I'll tend to wear my hair down, like not even put it in a ponytail if I wear a hat. Yeah, that's new. So like I just on the trail trail runner thing, I don't give an F. I'm going to wear my hair down with a hat. (laughs) Everyone's like, wow, I'm not going to mess with her. She knows what she's doing. (laughs) I'm a zero. Because you never wear them? I've never worn a hat running. You no, that's not... I mean, I have, but, like, I will never wear, like, a hat hat. Right. I guess I'm a five, like, 50% of the time. Okay. How about visor? Visor. I love my visors. I always wear a visor if I'm running. You're a visor girl. I'm a visor girl. Do you wear glasses with the visor? So I, you know, in life, I'm not a big sunglass person. Like I, everyone, <laughs> like I have friends are like, they, they are debilitated if they left their sunglasses They walk outside, they're home, like, my you know? eyes. <laughs> they're like, oh my God, my sunglasses, I don't have them. I can't function today. Mm-hmm. And I just, I've never been a sunglass person. So I do a 50% of the time, I'd say a five, I wear sunglasses. But how about visors? Visors all the time. You're a 10? Yeah. Visors, I'm a three. Because I'll wear my Kia Peak visors, which shout out Kia Peak. Yes, I love, love my Kia Peak. Because it's like, it has a mm-hmm. trucker look, but yep. like the, the hair can like still be all yep. cute and like a messy bun or higher ponytail. We love Kia Peak. Yes. That's the only visor I've actually worn on trails because I don't like how traditional visors makes my head look. Okay. Yeah. It makes my head look weird and small. And like, <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't soak up the sweat. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because that works for me so well. But it has to be the perfect visor. And my husband's, he's like, if you buy one more visor, he's like, I have like a, a visor obsession. I think I got you a visor and you kind of were like, ooh, I got to get rid of one now. Well, in, in any, you know, garment you might buy and it's cute in the store and you get it home and it's just like it rubs weird or it's short on you or it doesn't feel totally great and so like you have to like the visor has to fit perfectly and it so I have like 20 hanging on my your visor snob but I wear like three regularly (laughs) god yeah we need to donate our visors to the trash can because they're so sweaty mine every time I go on a run the only thing with Kia Peak is the colors that I buy or the colors that I have have a salt trail. Yeah, that's the, I know, especially with black. Oh my gosh, whenever I wear the black one, I come home and I'm like feeling all good about myself. And then I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh. what? <laughs> Somebody once said, I love your visor. And then she, and then she texted me. She's like, where do you get the tie-dye look of your oh. visor? And I looked in the mirror. I got You're home. Like, That's a salt trail. That is not It's tie-dye. not tie-dye. It's black, but thanks, I guess. Salt they say, stained. like, take it in the shower with you, which oh, I like. Okay. So I started doing that. But now I have, like, on my shower, there's a pink hat just, like, lying there. Anyway, so yeah, but I'm a sunglasses runner. Yes, you are. I'm a 10. And you are a cute sunglass runner. Like you Thank have you. like really cute, you'd wear out going out with your friends at night or in the, you know. I'm all afternoon. for finding sunglasses that don't shake on your head, but also are cute. Yeah. Like those I actually wear out too, but I got to kind of rinse the sweat off of it. Yeah. I mean, I wear Gooder and then in the past, I don't know, Oakley and stuff, but. They better have rebranded their running sunglasses because in the past it's like, yeah, the running look. You know, they have that yeah. like, yeah, like, yeah, like hardcore. Uh-huh. I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I do. I'm going to go, do, like, <laughs> gonna I don't go know. Straight. I don't even know what it is, but it's like that Oakley look that's just like, yeah. Yeah. 
Those are so old school now. They are old school and they kind of make me look like a bug. So like I try not to wear them anymore. One to 10. Would you go on a trails without a bathroom in sight? Yes, of course. 10. I mean, we do that every trail run. Yeah, but some trails, it's like you know where the bathrooms are. Yeah, but they're not close for miles. Okay, yeah, I guess 10 too. We just, let's be honest. Yeah. You find I a mean, tree. Yeah. You don't I mean, litter. Even at the wetlands, I pull over and I've gone. <laughs> if anyone knows the wetlands, are they going to be like, like Kim, oh my God. Even though you know I had a wetlands. I've had wetlands. An explosive wetlands yeah, experience. It's no not pun intended. Pretty. In Huntington Beach, California. It's beautiful. Come visit. What are the state of your toenails at 1 to 10? Oh, right now, I'd say they're at like a 7. Like oh, that's they're pretty great. good. Yeah. Because I've been not running as much and taking it a little easy, and I'm not marathon training right now. And Why aren't they a 10? Because I always have toenail stuff. I have a split in my big toenail right now. Is it just always, is it from running? I mean, it's from running. And I always have a black and blue toenail, even when I'm low <laughs> mileage. Like my feet always have some kind of issue. It's so funny because to a regular person, that'd probably be a one on a scale of one to 10. But right. like for We're a like, runner, oh, you're like, a I have a black and blue, like half of my toenails falling off, but it's a seven. <laughs> Mine, maybe it's because I'm not taking my biotin right now, but they're not growing. Oh. And I've lost a lot of toenails, and I think they grow slower when I lose toenails. Huh. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for them to grow a little bit more so I can get a pedicure. Okay. A snake sighting. Today, I had one. Rattlesnake. It was so funny. I was like, how perfect is this that we're filming a podcast today? (laughs) And you, that was a a thick daddy. I know. It was pretty good size. That was a big rattler, too. And I'm clueless, so, you know, the a friend that was running in front of me saw it and I probably would have literally stepped on it. I didn't even, I didn't see it. And she's like, Oh, Whoa. Why is that always? I, cause that happened to me too. Once on a trail, I jumped over a snake. Do you remember that? Yes, I, I do. Like, I saw a snake and I, I think it was just like a garden snake. Yeah, I think it was. It was we don't like know anything about snakes. Baby. It was like a little baby and it was it was like good size, but I saw it and I just jumped over it and then I sprinted up a hill. We're so badass. And I and then I cried. I mean zero for me. I'm not a snake fan. No, me either. I was on a trail once and there's a rattlesnake that just decided to sit in the middle of a single track. Oh yeah. You know that? Okay, you're waiting and you're waiting for like a snake expert to come. And they're like they're like, let me grab this like right. <laughs> branch and they like pick it up and they're like so the rattlesnake, and then they tell and you like, like about the oh. rattlesnake. We're like, oh yeah, cool. Can you just like fucking throw it yeah. over there now? Get out of here. So scale of one to 10, a trail that leads to a destination. So you go to a destination and then it's like an out and back. Yeah. I mean, 10, I'm all, I'm all in. Do you prefer that though to a loop trail? Like yes, the trail races that we so. do? That's like I a do. big, it's like a circle loop versus you. So you prefer the out and back? No. Okay. Sorry. I knew um, you were going to change no. your answer, so I, I had to clarify. Because I was thinking destination and then a, a loop, like not back the same way. <laughs> yeah, back the same way. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I like to, you know, see everything, something different. So you prefer the loop? I prefer the loop. I feel, I knew you were going to say that, but I think the loop makes it easier for us to get lost. Oh, 100%. I mean, you and I together are dangerous. We're dangerous. We got we lost in literally... Huntington Beach, not even just... <laughs> In Huntington Beach on it. We're like, which way's the beach? I did not get that gene. 
I have no sense of direction. Is it a gene? I don't know. Or is it just like the frontal <laughs> cortex of it's our brain? It's just like not there. It, it doesn't exist. It hasn't since I was a kid. It just... Same. I think it's just because we're so focused on other things that we throw our intelligence into different baskets. I, I guess. And we just allow <laughs> someone else to take the helm and direct us. I like us. that explanation. Thanks. Let's just go with that. So does that change your answer? Okay. If we're with a group, I think I would go with a loop, 10 out of 10. Destination, 8 out of 10. Yeah, I, I same. Okay. couple more. Running on the trails in the morning. Beautiful. I mean, like, what is better than a sunrise and being sunrise. on the trails? It's feeling glorious. like a badass. Like ten out of ten times, it's you. It never disappoints. Never fails, even if you're having a bad day. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Ten out of ten. Evening trails again, love it. At the end of the day, you've done a lot. It's like a refresher. Such an accomplishment. Clear your head. Like you've been through the whole day, and then you're like doing this you know to top off your evening yeah i always feel like i have more energy in the night too to work out Mm -hmm. typically since i've transitioned from my morning state of being a runner to like an (laughs) evening runner so i think at the end of the day i just i'm ready to go and i feel accomplished now it's my time to work out anyway well thank you for talking to me today you're welcome that just got really formal at the end i don't like it (laughs) Uh, Michelle and I met at, I think you were... We didn't even talk about this. I know. How old were you? I was 19. You were 19. And... Um, I'm 29 now for reference. Right. So, yeah. It's ten been years. 10 years. So, and that's pretty much... I was 44. I think I started running at more like 42. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I wish I can remember vividly the day we met because it wasn't like this memory I have yeah it was like just it was at our running club I remember our seeing you club, yeah. do you remember seeing me before we met no <laughs> I'm just like I remember seeing you <laughs> no <laughs> no I remember just in our running club there's like different you know every running club has clicks but Kim was always the person that would be talking in a group asking people questions you were kind of this nice bright light of oh, everybody thanks. liked you and also you would just you're a really good conversationalist, especially running. And I was running with this guy named Dylan, who we're both friends with. Shout and then I was running with Dylan too. So it must have been one morning when we arrived, we connected through Dylan that morning. Thank you, Dylan. And yeah, the rest was, we're like, wow, we're running, we're training at a similar pace right now. And we just decided to run together all the time. And then you have to run with the same person a lot because you want to catch up on their life. Right, exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> you get to know them. And then, and then after Dylan, we met Adam and Adrian. Yes. And so then the four of us ran, you know, for years together. Oh my gosh. That was such a fun group. So fun. Thank you for drinking this. Did you like, did you enjoy it? Was it okay? Very. Yes. Very good. Ah, You'll never tell me if it's I will. I would. I would tell you. Okay. No, I totally. Would. I know you drink it because no. now you're. I can. You're no, I like loosened it. up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will see you on the trails this weekend, Saturday. Can't wait. We're doing one of the six pack of peaks, so it should be fun. Woo! We haven't done it before. All right. See you then. See ya.
Thanks so much for listening in. I have a YouTube video coming out this Thursday, so definitely check it out. Fuel my run on YouTube. If you could subscribe there as well, that would be... I need to stop saying the word legit. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I have a problem. You know when you say a word a lot and you just can't stop saying it? That's legit for me right now, and I'm really upset about it and disappointed with myself. But anyway, on that note, let's close it out today. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next Tuesday. Well, I won't see you or hear you, but you'll hear me next Tuesday if you decide to listen. Okay, I will talk to you later. Goodbye.